0: Hello everybody, welcome back to D&D 404. I am your DM, Tony, and join with me today are the other three Pokemon on my team. Fellas, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourselves, starting with
1: Jared. Yo, it's your ghastly Pokemon evolved into Gengar. Armos here, checking in.
2: And I'm Dan. I'm the Evie of the group, and uh, I play Menace Pebble walker Pebblewalker, Swarmkeeper Ranger of the Ivory Boulders. I'm Alec.
3: I am drill of the Ashborn, aka Infernape. Dude, got to get the fire type in there. Oh, nice. Mm. So,
0: fourth gen Infernape for you. Know,
3: it's my favorite Pokemon, actually. A little fun fact. What's fourth gen yeah. nice. Chimchar, Infernape? Is that fourth?
2: What Pokemon would I be? All right. I mean, <laughs> you're the Pokemon <laughs> trainer. What are you talking about? Um,
0: the tra- I want to be a Pokemon, though. No. Okay. What Pokemon would you be? I what mean,
2: Pokemon? I would like to think
0: Tyranitar, but realistically, I'm a Snorlax. <laughs> <laughs> let's be okay, honest, dude. <laughs> All right. Let's go ahead and go and move into the rundown. Now, you know the deal. Before we give you the recap, we got to give you the rundown. And, boys, fellas, ladies and gentlemen, everyone. Listening to the podcast, I'm so scatterbrained right now. Go ahead and rate the show if you haven't rated the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever your flavor favorite favorite platform is, and uh, you know it really does us uh, It really does us good. Really helps the show out,
1: and uh, we love and appreciate you all if you do that. Thank you. I hear you roll only 20s after you uh, rate the show. I don't know. Try it out. Give it. A, give it a go. Yeah,
2: I just rated it and I rolled a. totally a 20 that was a 20 yep right there (coughs) look at that inspiration inspiration (laughs) (laughs) that was an 18 that was so close (laughs) you're all high you're all high okay (laughs) (laughs) all right so recap (laughs) well if you got anything
0: you want to run down (laughs) like a discord or twitter or patreon or facebook or instagram None
3: of that. All I'm the, no, you don't. Social media. <clears throat> I'm ready to start this episode. <laughs>
2: yeah. Social media. <clears throat> yeah, social media stuffs down below. You know the deal. Go follow us on all the platforms. Only the cool people do. uh Let's hear that recap, Tony. Yeah, Tony.
3: We're trying to play, dude. Okay.
2: Yeah. God, they want to hear the podcast.
3: We're starting 53 minutes late because of you, Tony.
0: I know you guys can't hear it, but the sad violin music is playing loudly <laughs> on my end as I look at our Twitter demographics and analytics. <laughs> it's just not... <laughs> it's not... And script. I'm just trying... <laughs>
2: <amazing.
0: laughs> <laughs> the sad it's just a picture, like picture me very sad with the sad violin music playing with the picture of our Twitter analytics not moving from its current location. I'm just trying to bring traffic to it and you guys are just let's move on to the recap what do you say yeah
2: batman transition
0: in our last session our heroes are faced with the aftermath of jubes's passing the thief's forged tavern is in mourning of a passing of a comrade and friend as deep sadness and sorrow fills the room a familiar event takes place Minus and Armos notice a red portal forming in the middle of the tavern room the portal oozes blood and outbursts a demon monstrosity from its depths Within a matter of seconds, a somber moment turns into a bloodbath as the demons begins to wreck the Thieves' Forge in a matter of moments. In its very presence, shaking its patrons with fear. After the devastating entrance, our heroes rise to the occasion and battle the Hellbeast. The battle takes place, <clears throat> the battle then takes to the streets as its rampage continues into the town of Dilmore. With the help of the city guard and Trace Buge, the heroes slay the beast and do their best to help the city. Bard, play that intro and let's get on with the show. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to the world of Humbreya, Featuring three first-time adventurers and one very patient DM. This is D&D 404. We start this session
1: with you just finishing up one hell of a battle. uh, It would be like battles, because we haven't taken a damn rest. This all happened in one day.
0: Let's uh, recap with a little short little timeline, shall we? At 2.30, you started your heist at the Red Guard Guildhouse. By 3.30, you got into a fight with some shadowy assassin-type people when you guys found the bag full of blood shards. By 4, 4.30 a.m., you guys make it back to the Thieves' Forge, where you discover Jubes's dead in the middle of the tavern and about 10 to 15 minutes later at 4 45 the demon was summoned and around 5 a.m 5 30 a.m the demon was slain in the middle of the streets in the red spring district needless to say you had one crazy night but others might say that it's just the beginning of a day as you guys looking around the carnage there's broken buildings their stands destroyed. There's anything that was loose on the ground, crates, boxes, anything, all that is destroyed. There are holes in the sides of the building where the demon has jumped and lunged off of, there are dead guards all over the floor. There are dead civilians that may have come out to check on what all that noise was and got caught up in the crossfire. There's blood everywhere. Carnage. Wherever this demon went, destruction followed it. As you guys slain the beast and regain your composure, there are Red Guard around you, there's Town Guard around you, Treyish Bugs is there, and the sun is starting to rise.
2: What are you fellas doing? I mean, Menace is just tending to this soldier on the side behind a cart.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Just
2: patching him up.
0: My yee my yee-o-nee.
2: He's like holding his
0: leg and his leg is badly gashed. Minus, as you go to, um, tend to his wound and he's just like holding his leg and it looks very messed up. Doesn't look like he's on death's door, but the leg looks like it may not be usable for some time or even ever. And he's, uh, my own knee, my own knee. And as you're tending to him, Minus, you recognize this man. Oh, I do. It was the guard that you first met when you came to Dilmore that checked you in.
2: <gasps> oh my gosh, the guard.
0: <laughs> he looks up and his, hey. and his vision comes through and becomes clear and he looks at you and goes, Oh, I recognize that face anywhere. Could it really be ye?
2: Hey, hey, it's me, Minnis. This is not the best circumstance to see you again. I, I'm trying to do my best here. Where's it hurt, buddy? Right, my ye knee. Uh, okay, okay, I'm just doing whatever I can to just wrap it I guess it is it bloody is it it's very bloodied it looks like it has a yeah. really
0: nasty gash on it maybe when the demon was attacking somebody else it like just caught like the tail end of one of his uh slashes go ahead and give me medicine check
2: okay <laughs> thank goodness I am luck like a booter dude <laughs> 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 that's uh that's uh an 11 with an 11
0: you managed to get him bandaged up and because the wound is still pretty deep it's like still bleeding but you managed to get it under control once he gets it looked at by a professional he'll you think he'll be all right but he's not gonna bleed out on you um as you bandage him up and he's like kind of holding it together and you're like applying pressure to it he goes thank you thank you sir so I never forgot about you and he goes he puts his bloodied hand on yours and when he uncuffs his hand, he has that picture you drew him. When you first came into the town, you threw to him like a paper airplane. I've been keeping this picture with me. It's just its really thoughtful. No one's ever been so nice to me. Oh my
2: gosh. Well, uh, I don't know what to say other than let's, let's get you taken care of, buddy. Come on. And I put him like can I try and lift him up a little bit and just like act as a I'm small so I I like act as a cane uh, hold yeah hold on hold on
0: he, yeah he like puts he palms like the top of your head and just kind of holds himself up on his bum side and uh he walks over to like a bench or something you just sit on and like stretch
2: out his leg he goes uh, thank you sir. you're right yeah I sit him I sit him on the bench and I uh I draw him a nice another little photo on his cast that I made. <laughs> <laughs> a quick little
0: sketch. But I appreciate that. Really help me get through the shifts. Knowing that somebody cares about ye old and as he goes to says his name, like the bell rings as like the sun is rising, and your attention is now drawn back to
2: the main area where everything's going down. At at that point I'm kinda of peering around the cart, kinda of looking at what's going on with Drell and Armos over there. Okay, so Armos
0: and Drell you guys were like right up in its face when it died so you guys were knocked down and you're like trying to regain composure Drell Mm -hmm. as you stand up and realize that your main focus the threat now that this thing is dead and you're aware you're calming from the effects but it's taking you a little bit more than coming out of any rage would normally do and it's taking you a few extra moments and you're trying to focus on what's going on but like you're still inside your head as you're calming down and you're realizing that this isn't you you get up and you see this giant blood vein uh and reginald is staring at it and he knows what it is reginald goes oh uh yes our tombstones
1: tombstones
0: what you mean well, that's what happens when one of us uh, doesn't make it through and isn't as awesome as me and falls to a bunch of puny
1: little, you know, mortals is we turn to that. So he's like dead, dead? He's not like on the other side in that other place?
0: Uh, No, technically, if you really want to get into the, uh, you know, the, the details of our biology and all that stuff and astrology, right? He, technically, he can come back, but when we pass on, we revert back to our true form, which is a shard. What? You're a rock?
1: I mean, I'm like, I'm fucking built like a rock, dude. Look at this.
0: He starts to flex.
1: So wait, wait. So you're you a soul of a rock?
0: Uh, uh, Technically, I'm comprised up of many souls absorbed
1: into a rock that manifests into a mighty magnificent me so someone fell on your rock and then you became i mean you know
0: my creator had a lot to do with it and him being alive and summoning me yeah you
1: know there's a lot of there's a lot more ingredients to that but yeah that's pretty much the stew i mean hey if you want to you know uh menace over there he's got a lot of friends that are rocks we're not rocks man okay i'm just saying that we're born (laughs) from from him him and i point to the rock this (laughs) (laughs) this <laughs> <laughs> okay you you know how you have a you have like a, a, a higher up deity
0: something you worship or believe in right mm-hmm. a god or someone call it right okay so yeah. we have one too right you, you're not the only unique one here we all have one and we're all kind of made out of well his image and by his image like a piece of him oh as he spreads his love across the many universes and worlds that he visits and slowly sucks the life out of them and uh, satiates his blood-crazed hunger. And, well, he needs an army to do that. And, well, he creates us. And some of us are just better, like me. Like, I'm awesome. That guy was nothing. That was a
1: grunt. What, What should we do with this tombstone? Oh, well, the tombstone is more like a metaphor, but basically... Do I need to send it home? Send it home? Yeah, I got this book. Looks like a shard. I think it would love that if you
0: did that. You, nice? you stare at the tome and like there's like a blood rush shot red eye, just like looking at
1: you for like a second.
0: <laughs> it's like <laughs> and like it quickly goes away.
1: All right, I get the I get the idea. I get the idea. And then uh, I'm gonna look around. What is uh, what's that guy's name? The paladin guy with the sword. Trace Buges. Treyish Buges is the paladin that walked
0: out, who is also the captain of the Red Guard. So he's, like, walking over in your direction towards where the beast is and approaching mm-hmm. the ore and assessing the situation. Uh, drill uh, slowly backs yeah. away. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> um. And then I also want to look for an exit where the least amount of guards are.
0: So everybody's kind of like, uh, addressing their own situation that they got going on. People are hurt. You got family members coming out to them. You got guards treating half dead guards. You got people like finding, uh, guards that have died. Everyone's kind of busy, and not like paying attention to you specifically. But as Treyish walks over, he approaches Drell and Armos as you guys start to back up and he goes, good work, gentlemen well you know uh i did it for the
1: children you know gotta protect the kids yeah it, keeping the city safe
0: keeping the city safe i'm sorry have we met before
1: nope nope we're <laughs> you know just doing our duty here you and look just, at him uh...
0: and he's wearing this full plate armor he's not wearing a helmet he has a large two-handed sword Almost, you immediately notice this, like, radiant energy, this radiant aura about him. It kind of, like, skeeves you out a little bit. Just being next to him by your nature and his nature. Reginald is, like, not having it. He quickly gets mad, and he's just, like, kind of, like, growling under his breath at him and wants, like, almost nothing to do with him. He goes, Gentlemen, so I saw that you were... We're successful in in fighting him. And
1: I just can't help to think that. Have you ever done this before? What, done this? Monster Slay? I mean, look at us. I mean, look at us. I mean,
3: yeah, we uh, killed some bugbear thing. We, we try to help out as many towns and save as many people as we can. We're, we're really all about the people and the kids.
0: Have you ever
1: fought anything like this before? What? Have you fought anything like this because... It seemed like you guys were a little ill-prepared, is what it seemed like. We had to step in, save everyone. What's what's with the questions there, um, Ace?
3: No, but I mean, to answer your question, no, definitely not. We've never seen anything like this
0: before. He looks at Armos, and he goes, Well, normally I would think we'd be prepared for any type of monster attack on our town, and as we are well-equipped for it, uh, as you can tell from our walls, but inside is just a bit peculiar, and... Uh, You know, we were spending a better part of the night dealing with another serious situation that just, I guess it slipped through us, just untimely, just uh, unfortunate.
1: Yeah, I mean, we were here fighting this thing. I don't know where you guys were, but luckily uh, we handled it for you. Where'd you first see this monster? I think when it just kind of just ran into the square. We heard the alarms, we started running, and you see that dead guy? We were with that guy, and I point over to some... Some dead body that's split <laughs> in two. Just some random dead guy. And then we followed him. We heard the, what was it? The bells ringing. That led us down a mm-hmm. wrong mm-hmm. path. Then this thing jumped across a, a roof and uh, killed that one over there. No pants. That's that's embarrassing. Ass out. <laughs> and uh, yeah. So then we ended up here. Trace goes, Uh, where were you staying?
3: oh man you know i can't even remember the name of it to uh, to be completely honest i can't even between, tell you uh between fire and place no that doesn't
0: sound right yeah and i look at armos with like <laughs> <a staring bear. laughs> he walks closer and he's just looking at you too and he's like wiping some blood off his armor and readjusting himself i'm glaring at this guy
1: because i'm not having his shit.
0: He is bald as the sun starts to shine and off his bald, beautiful head. Very sheen. It's like the sunlight is just attracted to his presence. That's how he is emanating. He's just pure holiness. And he walks closer. He goes, Something about you two just just seems so compelling. And he like adjusts his sword and he puts it down, aims it downward, like onto the floor, and kind of like leans on it a little bit. You just, I've never seen you here before, and you guys show up about three days ago, and now all of a sudden, a beast that looks like it came from hell itself, like it came from the sky or the ground. Wait, how do you know we came here three days ago?
1: I mind you, who slayed this thing? Cause, let me me take a look at the bodies, hang on. Oh, yep. All of them are, what, you guys? Are you? You know, you needed the three oddballs to come in and Save, save your asses.
2: Minus is like peering over the cart and is like, shut up, shut up, shut up, <laughs> like, don't say three.
1: <laughs> you see the little minotaur over there? Look at it. he's healing people. He's trying to take care of your little.
2: I, I immediately drop into like a potato sack. <laughs> yeah, see the person healing your uh, your workers? Yep, that's that's him, the one helping <laughs> you guys. I minutes mean, like 80 slowly people. creeps out from behind the cart sweat dripping down his brow with like a potato on his horse like hey, hey anyways uh hey uh- <laughs> it's me <laughs> i saved your friend <laughs> uh,
0: Trace nods his head and like a affirmation style and he uh leans on his sword a little bit more that it pierces into the ground so it doesn't move it's just, just sticking out of the cobblestone flooring And he walks closer and he looks around back at Menace and looks back at you and he's rubbing his goatee. Do the three of you know each other before you came into this town and fought this beast and gallantly saved the day?
2: You know, we're pretty much best friends. (laughs) Uh, so, you know,
0: you could say we know each other. Is that why the three of you are wearing the same green bandana? He points to your outfit uh mine's a headband dude they're
1: friendship (laughs) bandanas yes so we don't attack each other in a fight we know which which team we're on we're on the green team this guy was on the red team (laughs) why are you guys wearing all the same clothes oh why are you guys wearing
3: all the same stuff we're just a team
2: yeah come on
0: solidarity and he starts laughing and he
1: looks around everyone give me a perception check I I am about to be like, Drell, do you need a new sword? Because it's about to be this guy. (laughs) Thank goodness for halfling
2: luck. And I still only got a uh, seven. (laughs) I got
0: an 18. Drell, you know, with an 18 that as you look around, he's looking around too, and he doesn't have any of his companions by his side. Um, They're all kind of just dealing with the aftermath and kind of worried about themselves at the moment. So nobody's really paying attention to the conversation and it's just a little too noisy for anyone to really care or eavesdrop. And he goes, oh, friendship bandanas make a lot of sense. You know, the three of you and some other of your friends would be wearing similar garments. I would assume perhaps you have some other objects or trinkets that might confirm this friendship. One would assume he gets a little closer. He like looks around one more time. It kind of puts his back to wall off from any prying eyes. And he shows you his palm and he goes, perhaps some trinkets to understand that everyone's friends here, you know, some friends might carry around the similar trinkets and things and tools, one would say. And when you look at his hand, he has the same scrying stone you three were using during your heist that Jubes gave you. Mm. You don't know how many were made. Jubes just handed you one. You would assume that Jews would have a different one because she had the controlling stone because it was her, um, her item. Perhaps said friends would like to have a small conversation with each other. Perhaps in about an hour in my office and perhaps we could learn more about this beast that we'd never seen before. And totally not coincidental that it would show up when, uh, when you three showed up. Yeah,
3: uh, I got no idea what you're talking about. Um, What's in
2: your
1: hand? Make me a deception check. (laughs) Minus is so far down, I can't see what's in his hand. Well, I don't even know what's in your hand. (laughs) Well, Joe, Minus, aren't you still by the cart?
2: I just started walking over, so I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I'm like getting close, like, what? I don't even know what you mean.
3: (laughs) So that is a 19. Would you say deception? You didn't say anything. You don't need to roll one. I rolled a 19. (laughs) Okay.
2: It would have been a 17. Yeah,
0: (laughs) He looks at the stone. He looks at you. Okay, I guess you don't know what I'm talking about, but if you change your mind, I would love to know your thoughts about the events that transpired here.
2: Wait, why does he need our thoughts? Didn't we just tell him our thoughts? Girl, you told him our thoughts, right? Yeah.
0: And I'm
3: really hurt. I could really use some sleep. So, uh, you know, I'll I'll maybe try to fit you in um, to our schedule, but I could really use some
0: food in an app. I'd be happy to accommodate. At the Redguard Guildhouse, we have a smorgasbord of delicacies and foods and drink that
1: would just be so delightful. To hey, this one likes cheese, so if you got that, you might plenty get plenty of cheese. <laughs> um, he's, he says that we want to meet at what time and how? How long ago? Within the oh, next hour. An hour, mother. Can we like take a nap?
0: Can <laughs> I roll? Can I do like an insight check as I'm talking to him? Sure. What are you? What are you rolling for? What are you trying to I determine? See, so I guess as he was
3: showing us the stone and as he's inviting us, I want to see if he's trying to put on a sh- like, if he's trying to convince us he's on our side, or if it seems more like genuine, go ahead. and Give me an insight check okay. That is is a six.
0: You really can't get like an accurate read because of how stoic he is and somewhat professional. You kind of feel like you're being interrogated, but you do find it out of pocket that you feel like when he shows you a scrying stone like this, that's like a huge gotcha type tool, right? Like Mm -hmm. if he thinks that you robbed the place and then showed you a scrying stone, like that would be in like court or when someone's trying to prove a point in front of people and he showed it to you in private. You thought that he was interrogating you at first, but that threw you off and you kind of can't get a read on what his true motives are, but he's trying to let you know that he knows a little bit
1: more than you're letting on. I mean, I could go for some cheese. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I like I want to talk to the guys without the dude in front of us. Be like, "Hang on, one one second. So I pull the guys over. As you guys go to pull away,
0: he goes, "Gentlemen, I have some own business to attend to, but I'll be in my office within the next hour or so. So if you decide to have our little conversation, you can find me there. It'll be nice and private. And he walks away. He takes a sword from the stone floor as now like there's like a little crack in it. Some guy in the background goes, oh, I got to fix that later. And he walks in the direction of the Redguard Guildhouse. The three of you can now
1: talk with each other. I don't know what's happening. I don't know if this guy's what this guy's motive is, but. We could definitely bring it up and pin it on the. Uh... well I mean i I said we don't bring up anything and see what he says first, and then we can oh yeah, absolutely like but if he starts making accusations this is I was like to... we
3: also don't need to really blurt anything out and give us you know give us and what we're doing here away and um drill like just glares at Minus.
2: all right well uh i think I think we need to check on our uh our pals as well. I don't know how they're doing over there. We could go over there and ask them um, if they know anything about Traeus, and
3: then you know, see.
1: Yeah, um, it's a great idea.
3: I love that for us.
1: <laughs> we love that for us. <laughs> <laughs> what
3: are you fellows doing? We're gonna go back outside the thieves' forge, yeah, and then um, like see like Hugh and all of them, and see like
2: if they're even there, how
3: they're doing.
1: Yeah, if they're even there still. So as you guys leave the red. Whoa, whoa, whoa. First off, I want to smack the, the shard with my book. Ah, there it is. <laughs> so I there are people... So this is a very big
0: stone. Yeah. Um, people are
2: looking right. at it.
0: People are looking at it. I walk away.
2: I can't I
3: walk wait. away. I, Drell, Drell starts walking <laughs> down an alley where no
1: one else is. I'm going to be looking like, he, you know, He-Man, when he sticks his sword up in the air and lightning strikes it. <laughs> That's what this is going to look like when I smack it with my book. He's dash-actioning. <laughs> you want to do that? Why would I? Why would I? Who's going to stop me? We just killed this damn thing. This thing could, this is technically ours. It is uh, pirates' uh, waters, okay? It is now would our vessel.
2: I try and do like a... <laughs> something some kind of distraction like could i step up on something (laughs) and try and distract people (laughs) (laughs) and be like like get as far away as possible like stand up maybe on like the fountain top of the fountain with all my little rock creatures and be like everybody let's convene over here and i'm gonna help you guys patch up i have some cloth and i'll get you patched up hey over here everybody over here
1: Roll me a performance I, check. I'm going I'm to use... Can I give him a help action with my th- th- therm... My, the thaumaturgy? Uh, yeah, just to amplify uh, the voice for him. Sure, roll with advantage. <laughs> well, on what? On what? What, is, uh, what was it?
0: Performance? Manus is rolling a performance check.
2: He's going to roll uh, with okay. advantage, yeah. Sweet. That... Uh, that would be a nine. With advantage? Yes. <laughs> i'm yelling on a fountain man
0: <laughs> some people turn to menace and other people just ignoring him because it's just too loud or people are just too preoccupied and the events that just took place are just so compelling that nobody's really listening to anybody and almost you go up and you place your tome as you kind of make your way to the front of it you make your way to the front of the stuff or you place your book upon it Reginald's eyes go wide as the blood shards within the ore start to snap and spark like red electricity as it gets closer to your book you hear like a an electrifying boom happen very very quiet not ground shaking but it goes and all of the energy the green and mixed with red go straight into your book and now the ore the rock part of it looks very hollow where like all the the blood shards would be have completely erased itself from it and people are looking at you and they're like what did you just do and then you hear Minos go no takers all right see ya and he starts walking away <laughs> people are just shocked and they're kind of in awe and like a little scared of you almost as you
1: just walked up to the stone yeah right Place yeah, to book. It. I love it. I use my therm thermatology again just to amplify it. Wait, wait, hang on. I so I pick up the book. I start turning around and I don't. I just look off into the distance um, <laughs> as I'm walking away, and I'm just uh, using my my racial talent to make my voice boom three times louder than it normally is, and be like today when you're walking around and you're enjoying your day, you will look back on this moment and realize that I'm the reason that you are safe. And the three of us are gonna walk the fuck out of here without hearing another thing. And I make doors shut and lightning and the ground <laughs> also tremble <laughs> to make sure that everyone knows not to fuck with us. And I walk the fuck out of the, top, the square people start to back off and even the guards
0: aren't approaching you as everyone looks pretty scared around you and they kind of like make a path for you as you walk away
2: i've cut up to drill and i'm like hey hey uh so Armos kind of uh just did the thing and everybody's going crazy back there so i'm just gonna keep walking okay keep walking keep walking keep walking
3: i don't know you or whoever you were just talking about and <laughs>
0: And we just hear in the distance. (laughs) As the three of you leave the red district, Minus, you see a familiar face off to the side, not hugging a building, but like he's kind of like near one of the corners of like the main town square where this fight took place. And it is old Henry looking at the scene. And as you're walking out, he looks at you. And he goes, the town will bleed
1: red at dawn. Wait, this this is that old guy that like we tried to track down. Yeah. That like got away from us. Yes. The guys that uh that,
3: hobos over there. Okay, number one, that's an offensive term. Is it?
2: Um. <laughs> oh, what am I supposed to say? Boho. It's
1: boho. It's <laughs> There's not a hobo. boho
2: over there, guys. I would
0: actually go with housing
2: challenged Housing
0: <laughs> you guys head back to the location of the thieves forge and you see a giant hole uh one of the buildings is completely burned down and it looks like the fire is was now under control and extinguished um and there are a bunch of people in the streets near the building and it looks like the patrons of the Thieves' Forge that happen to make it out have created a new spot on the street where a bunch of them are kind of sitting in a circle around boxes and helping those who are injured. And you do see Baldy and Hugh uh, among those people. And everyone's just kind of like helping each other out. And they set up like this little campsite under the burned down tavern across from the burned down tavern and try to get their bearings. I kind of want to just walk over to them. Yeah, you guys walk over and there are a number of patrons that you've seen in there, some that you recognized. You see that there's a lot of bodies on the floor with like blankets over them, tablecloths kind of hiding the the unfortunates that did not make it out of that tavern alive, whether they were burned or horrifically killed. What's going on, guys? Hugh uh, turns around, and goes, huh? oh, oh, I speak big man he goes, hey, big man. Hey, what's up? What's up, fellas? Looks at the three of you, then kind of sits back down on his box and turns back to Leslie and Hugh and Jubes oh, on the
2: ground. We met that, uh, Traeus guy. Leslie goes, Traus,
0: Traus Buse?
2: Yeah, um, what's his deal? You
0: guys know anything about him? Hugh goes, ah, no. All we know is that he's a part of the Red Guard. He runs the show up there. Why? Why? Let's just say he
3: walked up to Armos and I and revealed a scrying stone, kind of like the ones we have.
2: Oh, is that what he was holding? (laughs) Like this? And I pull mine out? (laughs) It'll look kind of like this one?
3: (laughs) Yeah, exactly, man. like the ones Jubes gave us. And he was trying to, I guess, hint at the fact that he knows more than we think, I guess. So I just
0: wanted to see if you guys knew anything about that. The three of them look at you and then look at each other and they go, wow, well, that doesn't check out. And Baldi goes, I was there when she made them. And that doesn't, that doesn't make sense. See, he, he had his own. Baldi goes over to Jubes and checks her body to see if that she still has hers. And he goes, that son of a bitch did something to Jubes, I swear. And Baldi goes into the one of her pouches and pulls out a scrying stone. He goes, no
2: hers is right here okay could it have been bando boris's yeah not to point fingers but he um he kind of left us cold yeah during the heist yeah he kind of bailed on us and you all have your scrying stones right everybody play your scrying stones they all shuffle and take out their stones and it does that do we have everybody's stones except for bando bars everyone has their
0: own stone and the one that was on jubes's corpse but nobody has been a how long or- have you guys known Bars. Uh, quite quite a while he's in this town a lot i mean he was a part of the the group before we even joined him and jubes go way back or did go way back i mean that's
3: really all he showed us he invited us back to talk to him at the thieves for or not thieves forge at the uh red guard guild house but um
0: um we're pretty much trying to see if we're gonna be set up with a trap so did he have anything that looked like this on him? And Baldy points back to Jubes' utility belt, and there's a lantern on her belts. But the lantern looks cracked and broken. Um, it looks like whatever oil was inside of it has dripped out. But the lantern doesn't look like the lantern that you guys would use. It looks very gothic. It looks very out of place for how a normal lantern would look. And it doesn't like the wick inside the lantern looks more like black and gray rather than like a normal white wax. Yeah, no, he definitely didn't. Uh, I mean, if he has it, then he has Band the bars. But if he didn't show you that, uh, I don't know. He, the three of them look at each other and go. Was Jubes working with Traus? I mean, we watched him. We watched her make these stones
2: and hand them out. How many did she make?
0: I mean, we really didn't count.
2: Leslie goes, conspiracy. It's all around us. <laughs> well, hey, uh, do you want us to go into this meeting and we'll we'll try and get as much information as we can? Is there maybe something you can give us? Where, I don't know if you have more stones where you could kind of listen to the conversation, but... Uh, no, only Jubes could do something like that. She was mm. the crafty one.
0: Well, he looks at the pouch and her things and looks back at you three and... <sighs> okay, all right. He takes the lantern off her belt pouch and goes to bring it over to you three. And as they do that, Hugh and Baldy go, no, what are you doing? No, 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 no. And Leslie goes like, you're going to give that to them? And Baldy goes, listen, I'm in charge now. I'm the most senior here. Well, you don't have any more juice for it right now, so you're going to have to find some, but um, well, this is how we got to Lord Baron's Divider. So easily, or oh, well, how Bars does it, and he hands you the crack
2: lantern. Oh, uh, wh- what is this? Well, what do we do with this?
0: It's a lantern. You
2: use it for light, dude. They said it does other stuff, Ral. <laughs> or wait, is it just a lantern? And I like lean in. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it
0: does provide light, but what it does is, well, it's how we got our nickname, the Shadow Smugglers, and the three of them get like kind of heroic for had that false courage for a second we use that as passage to get in and out of the city bandabaris and jubes would travel through shadowfell to get to lord baron's divider and kind of plane shift a little bit
2: and <laughs> gives like this weird smile shadow oh Uh, still doesn't explain what this damn lantern does. (laughs) Menace (laughs) is just staring at it and, like, tinkering with it. Not getting it. Baldi goes, well, okay, so you
0: light it, and then what happens is as you walk to it, you're walking Uh into uh, technically another dimension, and... Yeah, yeah, okay, another dimension. What's a dimension? Armos, you know what Shadowfell is, and Drell, you would know this as Purgatory.
3: Mm, Okay.
0: Menace, you probably know it as Purgatory as well. So Shadowfell is a where when people die but don't fully ascend to the afterlife they go to purgatory and shadowfell is a form of purgatory and shadowfell uh from legends have it almost you know this to be fact that shadowfell is a mimic uh, a mirror image of the material plane now we
1: have this uh thank you you have a I... broken <laughs> version of it yeah oh i'm gonna fix this I'm like, how do I turn it on? Looking like a kid. Uh, just at Christmas. Just got a present.
0: <laughs> uh, as you tinker with the lantern, just at a rough gaze, you can see that the glass is broken on it. And where you would fill the lantern up with oil is cracked open. And whatever oil was inside of it has
1: dripped out. So it is empty. Start shaking it. Yep. Broken <laughs> Yep. <laughs> yeah.
3: can also spend like this time, I guess, as we're talking, can, I kind of want to spend the time, I guess, is it too short for a short rest or like, would we be able to like, as we're talking, like, so to- as
0: you're sitting down talking with the Duncan's friends or who's left at Duncan's friends and people like kind of catching up, people are passing around drinks and things like that. You can take a short rest here and kind of recoup also because you absorb the ore vein. You get plus four all your attacks
1: oh. for the next eight hours because you absorbed oh the god. shark. let's go see the baldy. <laughs>
0: oh my god. The three of you manage to catch your breath and drink some water and re- recoup as best of your abilities and head back to the Red Redguard Guildhouse.
2: Didn't, didn't almost do a little speech too?
1: Oh, fuck yeah, I'm ready to go. Dude, I will kill this guy. We're gonna go in there. We're gonna get this. <laughs> bald bastard. And we're gonna vindicate our names. And this town is gonna remember us from this point on. They were no longer call us the Red Devils, the the short little one. Wait, who's that?
3: He's talking about
0: <laughs> Reginald.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Reginald, you're the short one. Whoa, would you?
0: I am. Uh, yeah, I guess I am pretty small in this form. am I even gonna. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're
2: right. <laughs> It's okay, buddy. Look at me. I'm kind of short, but
0: I'm bulky. I'm bulky. I got all this hay. You know, I got this backpack full of it. I need a refill. But hey,
2: listen. And I've Good. been writing down all of Drell's fitness notes. So you, and me, we're getting, mm, we're getting big. I've been eating his hand this entire time you look at him and he actually he has a human hand oh gross that he's been munching on it's like having eaten what the fuck? put that down put put that down let do me put it down no. reginald. what <laughs> the actual oh, you can't fuck. Have any. no it's reginald right. and i do a scooby-doo chase in a circle for like 10 minutes <laughs> he drops the hand and climbs back
0: and wipes the blood off his rabbit fur
2: so you guys head to
0: red guard Old house oh my god i'm ready to kill this guy let's go <laughs> well
3: let's before you try to kill him let's just maybe see what he has to say
1: armos is fired up literally ready to go he's beaming with energy things pulsing he's gonna whip open that door and be like meeting time you guys are walking into the building yeah I just kicked open the door. Let's go. You
0: kick open the front door and (laughs) to the Redguard Guildhouse and there is a receptionist there waiting and taking notes. Minnus has his disguise glasses
2: on so the receptionist won't remember him. He goes, oh, hello. How can I help you three today? Hi, my name is Synap Stone Turner. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, Inap Stone-Turner. How can I help you? Synap. Synap. It was Synap. Oh, hello, Synap. Got a meeting with the big guy and not this one. And I point to Drell. I'm not talking about this one. She looks in her uh, registry for today. She goes, oh, obscure meeting with three weird
0: individuals. Yep. Okay, I have you right here. You can go on to the back and Hey, Treyus will see you. You walk back and you see that the weapon racks are cached and uh, a lot of the Red guards have returned and but they're stowed their weapons as you walk down this
1: hallway. And at the other end of the hallway is Trey's Bugs' office and you knock on the door. There's no way Armos is knocking in this door. Kicks that door open as well.
0: Fuck doors. (laughs) Hey, you (laughs) kick the door open. And Treyas is at his desk and he has a sword leaned up against the wall and he's looking down at his notes and he does not look up and he goes, Oh, I see you've arrived. You're here to talk. Please take a seat. As they're are three chairs beaten up chairs and he is sitting on a stool in front of a broken window uh and he is trying to reorganize his
2: desk oh man what happened to your office
0: oh the craziest thing happened last night apparently there was a b and e it was quite peculiar bacon and eggs yeah they had a bacon and eggs here last night quite strange chased them right into our office and they broke my window what do my window ever do to them please shut the door behind you uh drill shuts the door
3: and, and <laughs> he looks at Armos and, to, and like gestures for Armos
1: just to sit down and chill for a second. He he leans in the corner, just fuming. <laughs> just pa- try, and and at times he he starts pacing because he's just so amped up and ready to go. Yeah, we're gonna the, get him. The Here, We're gonna the get, sharp we're that gonna get this bastard. Who's he, think he
0: is? Oh,
2: oh.
0: Radiating all this holy energy.
2: Is there like anime Boosh smoke man. over his head? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's
0: a thundercloud. Yeah. yeah. Go. Now we can speak in private
2: and not we'll have to speak in secret messages. Does he recognize Menace with the glasses on? <laughs> roll me a D100 for me.
3: <laughs> 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 uh, oh, my God. Roll Please roll it in yet.
1: in, in and yeah. d Beyond. Yeah. <laughs> Please. Huh. All right. Okay. Get- ah. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> I mean, it's respectable roll. It's,
2: it's a
0: 78. Okay, no. <sighs> uh, just a recap of what these magic glasses that I gave Minus. These are prop glasses from an old magic set he used to use as a kid. And something happens on one or 100. Yes. That's it. <laughs> it's, it's just something goofy. It's not game-breaking, but it's just something funny that happens. And if it ever came up, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Uh, moving forward, he goes... Oh, I see you uh, got some spectacles on. You look quite sharp. I didn't realize you needed glasses to see. It's good to know.
2: Yes, that is why I wear these, and I look at Drell and wink. <laughs> it was gentlemen.
0: Let's uh have a conversation, and I, I want to start off by asking one question. Uh, how, how's Jubes doing? Uh, so I mean, she's dead. So probably not very well. She didn't make it, huh? Looks out to the side, looks out the window, and kind of looks back at you guys. He goes, That's a shame. I thought she would pull through. How do you know her exactly? He reaches back into his pouch and he puts a scrying stone on the table. And he goes, Well, Jubes gave that to me. Me and Jubes have been working together for some time. The heist that the three of you performed last night was part of a bigger plan. Heist? I...
3: (laughs) I mean, uh... Drell,
2: I think he knows about the thing. Shut up, Minus. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) The thing, though. I think he knows.
0: Uh, (laughs) go on. Go on. Mm -hmm. You see, Jubes and I have been working together to getting these blood shards to lord baron wait a second are you a good guy (laughs) he looks at you goes uh i serve the lights i am i walk with him and live vicariously through him i am holy and of course i am good he shows like a sigil that like is like part of his oath oh you're a palum drone yes i've heard of those (laughs) a polyhedron yes (laughs) (laughs) A paradigm. Okay. um, (laughs) He goes, I understand the queen has uh, her orders to obtain all blood shards and people have been wondering, people of the town have been wondering what we have been doing and ensuring that, that we have been moving it, but I have been stalling to get these to Lord Baron because I, although serve the queen i serve a greater purpose and i do not believe that the queen has the right intention or knowledge to make good use of these hellish shards and i believe lord baron does jubes and i have been working together to transport these blood shards and to lord baron and we came up with this plan last night and that evolved you three and our basement our secret spot for these shards was tampered with
2: what do you mean tampered with what does that mean i had placed
0: a holy rune to protect those blood shards and outside of the hallway which the room that contained the blood shards there was a alarm set um i have set this alarm however at some time during the night it was replaced and I wasn't around to fix it. There are a number of Red Guard members that aren't on the up and up and are servicing or part of a cult. And I have a good guess on who that may be. However, I don't know who their leader is or where their leader is. And I've been keeping our plans under wraps and close to home, only trusting a select few people of what our plans were. And we were going to arrest these cultists and these criminals once we have a beat on their leader. All I have is a name, and I can't find him anywhere in this town. And we have been looking. I believe that there are, are some cultists informants within our ranks that are just one step ahead of us. We just can't find him. Have you heard of anyone named Groff? Uh, uh no. You guys know Groff? Mm-hmm. let me check my notes real
2: quick. <laughs> Groff G I mean, I I haven't met anyone named Groff. Groff? Groff
0: Groff Vluge. Is that is that with an F or a TH?
2: It's with an F. <laughs> it's
0: F? Okay. He says Groff Vluge. Minus, you get recalled um, of that last name, Vluge. It was in Thumbus's journal, but it wasn't Groff Vluge. It was Yuri Vluge. You also, the three of you get a light bulb.
2: GM may have meant Groff meeting. (gasps) Wait a second. And I flip through the pages and show him that page. So he goes, Yuri Vluge. Where'd you find this information from?
0: Uh, around? Around, interesting, okay, okay.
1: All right, if you want, I can't can't take it anymore, Armos is in the back. (laughs) If you want us to believe us, you have to give us something more than just some names of people. You better tell us something with some substance here because we're going out on a limb, saving your city, and putting our necks out way too much. You know what? You're right.
0: I have been dancing around the situation, and I need to be more upfront. My apologies. We are both on the up and up, and I know this because you were friends with jupes. And quite frankly, I heard everything you said on the Scrying Stones during your rendezvous last night, and quite honestly, you could have been a little more quiet. But I believe you handled yourselves with, oh, integrity. Uh, as,
2: as goofy as the three of you may be, I trust you three. As he's saying, this menaces mage handing a peanut off of his desk and eating it. <laughs> <laughs> we know of Yuri vluj and of Graf Vluge. They are indeed brothers. One works
0: within the city limits, one works outside of the city limits. We know that Yuri is the mastermind of the operation happening in Dilmore among this cult. Now, this cult is known as the Red Dawn. It is a cult that goes back from hundreds of years ago, and they seem to have been resurfacing. Or at least we're just now relearning of their whereabouts graf works within the city he's the inside man and is giving orders from the inside and trying to get a hold of those shards if you looked inside that bag you would have noticed a shard that looks very different from the rest it looks well flawless that is yuri's shard that is yuri's gem Without that gem, Yuri is powerless and we have been doing everything in our power to track him down. But when you broke that seal last night, well, he had power over his gem again. He is connected to that gem and he is able to summon things to the gem to retrieve it. He could summon anything to it uh, within his control, but he cannot summon himself to it. That protection rune where the bag was placed was keeping those powers dormant and well in theory he can just come through the door he could send monsters and to just come through the door and we'll be well recreating that whole fight again but he is smarter than that he knows next to me that his powers are limited however his brother does pose a threat and the unknown amount of cultist members in the city uh, also pose a threat and once i find graf i will act on those plans but i cannot act before because graf will just get away I mean, I guess while we're being completely
3: honest, I'm pretty sure Thumpus Wolfrey's stealing from you. So, uh, there's that.
2: Yeah, this guy and I finally like flip over the page and show him the journal.
0: He reads your notes on the journal and he goes, I think he had it in him. Well, this is news to me. It would also make a lot of sense because he helped me set up, well, some of the protections downstairs. So if he's working with Yuri, this shawl checks out where
1: is that thumbus he
0: yells out of the office he gets up he goes agatha has thumbus left the building agatha goes oh i haven't seen him since haven't seen him i uh, must if he left he probably left before i came in he goes interesting Uh he calls one of the guards over and a guard runs up to the captain's door and he goes please check on thumbus i want to see if he's still in the building he goes yes sir a few moments pass and he comes back he goes thumbus is not here he's not on the vicinity as we know it would you like us to go look for him sir And Thomas goes uh no i was just wondering if he was still in i just had a question for him but it could wait he closes the door comes back to you and he goes well thomas doesn't seem to be in the building if i send guards out to go retrieve him somebody going to know
1: something's up do you have any idea where he may be
2: i hand him my journal to look over
1: so you seem to know quite a bit why would he have a summoning portal to send things he reads the notes a little bit more and he goes um well
0: i don't know too much about summoning portals these are ancient techniques that i believe the cult did to worship their god um or their false god well although Christo may be very real he is definitely not a god but from his intentions he probably wants to be one Armos." When he says the name of Christo, you and Reginald have like, it's like your bond has increased when everything starts to click in. And when he said the word of Christo, every time Reginald went blank when referring to his boss snaps into fruition and you realize that this is the same person he's talking about.
1: Whoa, what was that? Reginald, is that who you're talking about?
0: He's looking at Traes, but he's not saying anything. He's staring at him, and he still has this animosity towards him. Very uncomfortable. He kind of looks more feral than he has before. So, do you know anything of Bando Boris? I know Bando Boris was a good friend of Jubes, and Jubes trusted him, and so do I. Um, I understand that he went missing. S- but you him. have no idea where he is. I don't. Yeah. If he needs to make a quick escape. Maybe he got overrun by some of the cultists. I know that when the guards went chasing you, uh, some of them revealed themselves and as cultists or you know deviated from their post and want to go chase after you. My guess is that Jubes met with some of these some of these individuals and well, unfortunately was bested and if Jubes got bested and no doubt Bandabaris may have been bested or perhaps made a hasty escape. So here here's what we. Here's what we have. We need to look for Thumbus.
2: You keep saying we, we need to find him. Are you, are you talking to us? Do you, do you need, you want our help? Absolutely, I want your help. Yeah,
3: because, I mean, I'm not going to lie. The only reason we agreed to help rob you guys is to make some money. So this might kind of, I mean, sounds like a you problem. Um, I mean, unless you can kind of make it worth our
0: while so the stories I hear about you three aren't true that you are heroes going from town to town saving the day slaying bugbears
2: no I mean yeah but we got rewarded for all of that is that mm-hmm. what people say about us well that's cool I didn't mean to be a hero but that's cool well we've heard of your deeds no doubt there's some chatter within the town and uh, oh, that bugbear oh, yeah, problem was yeah. quite people, people keep paying us money to do stuff so then we do the thing and get money it's pretty cool
0: is that what you want is money uh yeah and a ride a ride well perhaps i could do that where would you like a ride to i kind of look at menace and
3: i go i think we kind of want to go to like the kabuki isles because uh I, I, I need to go down there and fight some people and it's a long story
2: maybe that could be our next step i'm not sure if i'm ready but if you guys want to go there we can kabuki isles
0: i have some pull and aramore city and i know some people on the docks and some people in you know, that district i can certainly pull some strings to get you on the next boat out there uh when you're ready i can write you a letter of recommendation surely it wouldn't be a problem save you quite a bit on there on the fare if you're gonna take a travel boat i mean that works for me the kambuki isles is a bit of a trip it's uh it's about like a week-long journey on the sea but shouldn't be too too troublesome to add a few extra passengers on a transporter ship or even a service ship oh i've never been to
2: the sea before oh, that sounds awesome well anyways what, what do you need from us here though let's let's figure this out first and we can talk about that later i need well i need Groffin, yuri exposed and dealt with
0: ultimately i would like the the bloodshots back so i could transport them to lord baron that seems to be in the opposite direction where the three of you want to head as it is to the east and the three of you are heading west if that's something you want to do before you leave then we can work something out like that as well i mean yeah
3: i plan on getting paid for these things so i mean i'm not really letting them go until i see some money but um
2: question would we get extra money for transporting those stones for you
3: yes that's a great question
0: Lord Baron compensates anybody who brings him blood shards. Ooh. Well, if the three of you did it, you'd
2: probably get more of a cut than Jubes was offering because... Does Lord Baron have, like, cool trinkets and stuff? Like, if I... I want some, put something, like, really cool on my horns. Like, like, metal and stuff to make <laughs> him hurt more. <laughs> He's the head of the Sigic College. He runs
0: his whole facility. The Sigic College is Science and Magic Guild. He can make you any any type of equipment you want you want cool horns We'll give you some
2: rather cool horns I think our friend Kemi Joe's over there too (laughs) Minus looks over with a smile as no one responds (laughs) about Uh, Kemi Joe great
0: great so the three of you can deliver uh the blood charge to Lord Baron himself and well he'll pay you for that
2: of course oh I mean I like the sounds of that uh what what do you know about these guys can you tell us like how to find them well Lord Baron Oh, the Grothy guy, and, uh, Yuri Fooj.
0: Groth is somewhere in the city, and we don't know much. He, We don't even have a description of him. But we, I do know that he's pulling the strings from chatter of the cultists in town. Yuri is to the south, and he's guarded by this beast that seems to vanquish and slay anything that comes near it. Our, our guards are just not equipped for it, and we don't have the resources to send out a small army. It's like a beast with multiple heads like like a hydra that'll be an interesting unique characteristic it is by a lake i
2: want to fight it <laughs> let's do that one Drell. i want to do that one
1: <laughs> <laughs> can we go look at the the dude's office
0: some miss yes the three of you are free to investigate as i have some paperwork and repairs I need to do here, and if I'm walking with you three, uh, well, that would be out of character for me. People might be suspicious, but the three of you have my blessing to go check out his office.
1: Oh, cool. Also, can we get food? Can we get some food?
0: If you go right through, you'll see the wreck area, and feel free to grab any breakfast you may
1: desire. Drell, you hear that? Jeez. (laughs) i try to see if we get any kind of, like, nose twitches or anything from him.
0: Drell, give me a Charisma saving throw.
1: That is an eight.
0: Um, when Armo says cheese, your nose twinkles
2: a bit and twitches. You good, (laughs) Drell? You're right over there. Why is your nose, uh, itchy? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I can, I can, you know, I can eat some cheese. you have, like, guest passes or something? So, like, they don't turn us away? (laughs) You three will be fine uh as he yells out
0: of the office he gets back up he goes Agatha we have some guests that are going to have some breakfast here before they leave and perhaps use the latrines while they are here as well holds the door open and says gentlemen the three of you are free to go we'll be in touch
2: we go right for the snack bar you three head into the rec room
0: and grab some food you guys are eating and are you guys sitting at a table or are you gonna go check out Thomas's office
2: I think Minus just picked up a few snacks and is like, has it in a big like towel, (laughs) kind of like holding it in a towel in his arm. It has this (laughs) magnifying glass in the other hand, just keeps walking towards the office with all the food.
0: (laughs) You notice that when you turn the door, it's a little weird. The door is actually left uh, like a crack, which is Minus. You think that's kind of weird because you've always seen it shut and you don't think Thumbus is the type of person that would leave it open. You walk into the room and it looks dark as the shades are drawn. And this tiny office looks like it messy. Papers are scattered everywhere as you open the blinds to try to make some light and everything is kind of shifted around slightly differently than when you were first here, maybe somebody left a little too quickly, but like furniture is slightly shifted, things like that. Everyone make me an an instigation investigation check.
1: Oh, that would be a five.
2: It's a 15. I'm rolling low. Low rolls this episode.
1: Nat one. Look at me go. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Baby. As you guys are like, shifting around this tiny office, you notice that everything is like shifted out of the way. And you hear a hollow point in the floor. You move the rug and it's a wooden floor in this office. And sure enough, there is a trap door there.
2: Okay, you were right this time, Marmos. There's a door under the rug. Okay. I knew it. <laughs> As I think back to the time I moved that huge rug back at his house. <laughs> is the door to his office... Is it lockable or can I like put a chair the something? It is something lockable, yeah. yes. It is locked. Yeah, I just lock it. Then I cannonball down the, uh, <laughs> the trap door. You open the trap door. There is no ladder.
0: It's a small hiding space cramped looks like it could fit somebody of half elf size as you look in this trap door and there is a hunched over half elf thumbus Wolfray hiding and trying to keep quiet as he's looking at the looking up at the three of you and he's going oh (laughs) jeez," and he's like shivering a little bit
2: I hit him as I cannonball into the trap door, <laughs> <laughs> thinking it went to a, <laughs> a, a cavern or something. Gee, this? what's happening? He's what like a, slapping God, your God. face. <laughs> I crawl out of the trap door.
0: He has like his hands up as he's like slowly standing up, and like half of his body is sticking out of the floor now. He goes, Alright, fellas, let's be hush beef let's be calm here. After everything <laughs> you've been doing,
1: you want us to be calm? <laughs> well, in my defense, what have I been doing? Oh, you're gonna play Oh, you're gonna play that card, are you? I start uh swirling magic to intimidate him.
2: Hey, hey, listen, don't don't worry about my friend here, okay? I know he looks scary, but we're not gonna do anything crazy. Nit and oh, I throw a f- net at him. Ah, <laughs> no, <geez. laughs> you throw a net and he
0: is restrained uh, <laughs> as you tie him and drag him up out onto the floor and he's like okay okay listen, listen listen, please don't
2: hurt me please don't hurt me okay I know how this looks it's not what you think tell us everything you know get out of here boys and I, I call Sid <laughs> what do you know about Groff and Yuri his face goes white when
0: you mention those names that's right that's right you knew Knew.
1: <laughs> I don't know who you're talking about and he's clearly lying, <laughs> clearly lying. should we go and ask your mom because we paid her a visit you leave my mother what do you mean you paid my mother a visit Oh yeah and all the dead children oh you think that we don't know everything that you've been doing these past couple days
0: he breaks out of the tears he just starts sobbing uncontrollably and he goes i'm sorry i'm sorry i did everything i could i did everything i could i couldn't stop her i tried i tried he lied to me he lied he said it would help he said the magic would help
2: and he's just like what happened please tell me she's okay you know she's been eating children, right? I'm sorry, I've been trying to stop it. <laughs> her hunger couldn't be satiated. I moved her to a, a, a worse part of town. Uh, let's just say we moved her to a better place.
0: <gasps> East Capital Road District.
2: Uh, a place that she alive no she's definitely dead <laughs> there it is
3: <laughs> we definitely killed her because she ate kids like that's just
0: point blank period what it was oh, he goes quiet as he slumps back down in the net he's captured in oh he's like at least she is in a better place the penthouse of this guy Ah! it starts to cry more and sobs uncontrollably Armos, what's what's a penthouse
1: i'll tell you when you're older Oh, okay, okay.
2: (laughs) Tell us everything you know. (laughs) Start yelling again. (laughs) (laughs) They put
0: me
1: up to it. I swear, I had, I couldn't, I couldn't say no. They put me up to it. Please. In my best Batman voice, I'll go. Where are they? I don't, I don't know. know what he's doing, but I I follow
2: suit. Yeah, are they? Yeah. Are they? <laughs> yeah,
0: they they approached me. They said they could help if I just helped them. He said if I just gave him a few shards, they would help my mother and they turn her into this monster. And then they kept threatening me
2: and said they would take her away. I like this voice, Armos. All right, tell us more. Okay, okay, that's hurting my voice. I can't do it anymore, Armos. Where, where are they? Like do you, you don't know where they are right now. Uh, how can we find them?
0: Uh, Graf is in the city, Yuri. I don't know. Yuri just approached me. I only met him once. Just in the city. That's He's it. like
2: you want this I don't know his
0: like house I don't know where he lives I don't know his home address. He just started invited to my annual my triannual Christmas parties that I hold. He usually breaks into my house in the middle of the night in dark and terrible green smoke and he you know holds me up by knife point to my about neck.
1: about that? Have you been home recently? No. Okay, cool.
0: Why? No reason. I just got those floors done. Don't tell me you did something to my Did you do something to my floors? What? No. We weren't in uh, your house. He goes to reach he goes to reach for your neck outside from the neck.
2: <laughs> you touched right now, dude. I was the Sit on him.
0: <laughs> Listen. Okay, this is gonna sound weird. Whenever I meet with Graf, he doesn't always look the same. He like changes his appearance. One time I met him and he was in a full suit of armor. One time I saw him and he looked like Trius. One time I saw him and he looked like an old man. Oh no. And he changes and he has like he's he's like eight feet tall and uh when he changes it to like I guess his true form, he's like eight feet tall. He has like a ton of eyeshadow on, no eye like no eyeballs, no pupils.
2: Oh, I'm losing my words. Alright, Sid, gang, hold him down. And I pull the guys over to chat, like in a corner of the room. <laughs> oh, I mean I don't know why I'm held
0: down so vigorously you guys are actually pretty weak, but for some reason I can't move. It's like some magical nature.
2: I I'm like, guys. I just got the best idea. <laughs> well, if we bring him back to the house, we all hide and wait for this guy to come, right? Mm-hmm. And we tie him up on a chair, stakeout style. Or why don't we just go find
3: that crazy old guy? Isn't that who he's talking about?
1: But it could be. He said that he's, it's look like the crazy old, like a crazy old guy. It looked like Trace Yeah, uh, I
2: guess he could look like anything. He's a master of disguise like me, Drill.
1: And I whip out my, I
2: pull my, I pull my glasses off. <laughs> See, look, it's been me the whole time. You had no idea. <laughs> All right. So I want to find this Groff guy because I think it's going to have most of the answers because that's who is in the journal, you know? Yeah. I'm down. Break. <laughs> yeah. And team.
0: One, two, three. Team. You guys go back to Thumbus and he's still being held down. He goes, you know, he stopped a little comforting by this. Pretty nice. Actually.
2: Oh, guys, you're not supposed to hug him. Get off. Get off.
1: Get off. know,
2: me, me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yo, thank you for being there in my time of sorrow and need. I appreciate that. I pick him up and I put him in a chair and I lean it back like he's about to fall. Do you like this now? You comfortable? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. There's more where this came from. Oh, did you see that? I almost dropped you. <laughs> That's right. Good. We're gonna go to your house because I'm sure this what's his name? Gruff? We're going to go to your house tonight and we're going to stake that place out because I'm sure Groff is going to want answers on what the hell has been going on and we are going to confront him and you're going to follow all this or else everyone's going to know real quick about what your grandma's been doing in the uh, lower districts. Oh, God, no, please, please,
0: no. Nobody should know. They just know he's a sweet kind old of lady that used to give out sweet hard candies to the kids.
1: What time does he normally normally contact you? He'll probably come to me tonight because I didn't meet
0: with
2: him yesterday. Perfect. Well, he's going to be meeting us tonight. Don't worry. We'll keep you safe. I mean, don't do anything rash. <laughs> I won't. I won't. <laughs> as minas starts to kind of like get won over by how like pathetic he is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you guys have a plan.
0: If you guys want to stake out his house, perhaps you can gather some supplies. We can just do a little time skip. And you guys could take a long rest at Thumbus's house, if you'd like, while
2: you wait. Lovely. I definitely get the, uh, before we leave, I definitely just get the, uh, location from U- of Yuri before I go in case we need it later. Oh, yeah. Okay. Are you taking Thumbus with you? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah.
0: So you escort Thumbus to Treyas' office. Treyas is there. And Treus goes, Thumbus, shuts the door. How could you? I am so disappointed in you. And Dummies goes, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just want to make a man. I just want to help. I did it for her.
1: I did it for my mother.
0: I don't want to hear it. You've let me down. You've let Dilmore down. You've let the name Will Frey down. How would your family think? He goes, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. He begins to sob more. And then Traus gives you uh he writes out a little map of the location where Yuri is believed to be and it is for your notes the south of town it's like the halfway point between Dilmore and another lakeside town hands you that little package of papers with that information and you the three of you walk out you disguise thomas where he doesn't look like a prisoner as you guys are kind of keeping these things under wraps you know hopefully nobody catches what the three of you are up to you go back into town and people are now trying to fix up the town you go into the market and a lot of the stores are closed the perfect tincture is closed a lot of the like fruit vendors are trying to like scavenge and you know repair anything they have lost in that fight. You do see like some stores open and you're you manage to get any food that you might want, but real basic stuff, nothing's really being cooked right now because people are just helping other people. You gather some food, and the four of you walk to Thumbus's house in the upper district. Are we doing a long rest time skip here?
2: yeah, I think I think we're we're just kind of resting up a bit before the stakeout. So,
0: it's pretty early. It's, like, starting to become, like, afternoon now as you settle with all your equipment. You go to Thumbus' house and you start to set up. And you're, like, preparing the area. And the three of you are exhausted as you try to sleep and regain yourself. You guys take turns taking shifts uh, as day turns into night. Almost. When you sleep, you're actually... When you take, like, your, your afternoon nap or your long rest sleep, you sleep pretty well. And kind of filled you, Reginald, sleeping on your tummy. And the th- the two of you sleep pretty soundly. Minus and Drell. You guys, when you saw this demon, you two were frightened. You were horrified at its presence. And its presence, what what frightened you the most was this thing. Like, you couldn't comprehend what you were looking at. Minace. Minus when you sleep and try to rest up you you are having nightmares of this demon and like you're catching yourself wake up and like putting yourself back to sleep and you're having nightmares about this demon eating you uh you also getting like flashbacks to when Miranor was bullying you and like the demon is like somewhere in the background making it worse and it's just you don't rest very easy drell you have similar type of dreams Miranor in the background. No, you are in the frigid <laughs> north. You are next to this dead giant dead wolf and it is harsh weather. And it's so cold that it's so cold that it's even bothering you as a Goliath. And this demon is in the background, lunging from the darkness. And every time it lunges at you, you wake up in like a cold sweat and you manage to put yourself back to sleep and you just don't really address it, but you don't get the best sleep either as you are plagued with these nightmares. Is there anything the three of you want to do before the long rest is finished?
2: Can I, with a rope and the net, set up like a trap to drop the rope when he appears? Sure. When Goff appears? Mm Mm-hmm. I'd like to try and set that up when I am awake doing my watch.
0: Okay. So you kind of home alone the house a little bit. Almost, if there's anything you want to do right now at the end of your
1: long rest, you can do it. Nice. I want to give a inspirational speech.
0: <laughs> okay, all right, metagame <laughs> it a little bit. Okay, cool, cool, cool. We're going to
1: get this smoke little fuck, and we're going to bring him down, and we're going to get his brother too, and we're going to, you know, be awesome badasses. It's going to be great. High fives all around. Bam, bam, bam. Extra hit points. Enjoy. <laughs> also, I smash a... I'm like, Drell, hey, you know those blood shards? Can I get what? Uh, yeah,
3: about that. Um, so you're gonna act like uh your book just absorbing a giant mountain of shit is like normal no, to no, no, me, no, no, me no. or were you no, gonna no, kind no. of explain like what it's the deal one. is? It's just one. No, yeah, Washington. I know, but I mean, your book literally absorbed something. I've never seen that before, so I was gonna, you know, ask you about it to uh. I need my fix, man. <laughs> well, I, I I understand that, but like. <laughs> Why? Like, what? What was that?
1: Uh, oh, hey, look at that. Uh, I think I see some smoke coming from out of the door. <laughs> and I tried to tumble, to bring the conversation. <laughs> oh no, I guess it wasn't. Oh man, we better be on the lookout. <laughs> <laughs> just tell him, man. He was right there the whole
0: time. Drell, can you just give him the thing before the big man upstairs gets angry with him?
2: Oh, wait. Yeah, Reginald, why don't you just tell us?
0: (laughs) Whoa, you (laughs) see? (laughs) I can't. It has to come from him. And he points back to Armos.
1: Man, I thought you were
0: cool, man. (laughs) I am cool. I'm the coolest guy here. I'm also really hot, if you show me my true form, because it's actually really hot where I come from. Mm, mm, Temperature-wise, it's not (laughs) not comfortable. uh, You didn't tell him about the pact yet? Look, listen, I can't go over the terms and agreements of the pact, but it has to come from him. I mean, you hey. guys
1: see Reginald. I mean, mm-hmm. we kind of have a deal. He does a little tap dance. claps <laughs> his hand. Uh, So, you know, he kind of needs the energy. Or my book kind of needs the energy or else I might die.
2: Oh, why don't you just tell us that? <laughs> yeah, if he
0: doesn't keep up his end of the pact, uh, his soul's going to be in, in, you know, eternal damnation.
3: Yeah. It's- Wait, so... We have to give blood shards to your book or else you die. Yep. Uh,
0: no, no. He has to give blood shards to the almighty or he dies. The almighty is who again? Both of you go in unison as if it was out of your control and you go, of course, though. Uh, oh, uh, okay. Hold on. So
3: you, okay. I. I mean, Reginald, I'm not going to lie. I pretty much figured that's where you were from. I mean, you're just a demon, your bunny that just keeps claiming claiming you're a demon over and over again, so.
1: I mean, he just ate a hand. Reginald, maybe you I pretty much know where you came from. But,
3: Armos, wait, so
1: you are from that area as well? You're from the underworld? You know, I'm not, but I'm getting the feeling this isn't where I'm from either, but I, I don't know. I'm still trying to put everything back together
0: no we're not from the same place he just made a you know a soul binding pact to my master and offered his soul in exchange
2: for awesome power and he has to satiate his end of the agreement i don't really quite understand this yet i don't i don't quite yeah, get dude. what's happening but our Ar- i'm i'm by your side man i'm not gonna let this a crystal guy mess with you if
1: we need to fight this guy i'll fight for you you know i like that you guys are you know Feeling my addiction. I appreciate you. And I take one of the blood charts. Uh, wait, hold on. That's weird because <laughs> Menace said that. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Drill, like, smacks Armos' hand
3: away from the bag. Oh uh, Wait, so you're, like, every time you put a blood chart into the book, you're, like, feeding this demigod or whatever he's called? Yeah. Does he, like, absorb the power? Like how do I, or, is, or are you just sending souls back to, like, the other realm?
0: Oh, he's sending innocent souls back to the other realm for sure. There it is.
2: Yep. Minus has is taken a blood shard out and is like putting it closer to the book testing <laughs> out of curiosity. <laughs> Nothing really happens. There's
3: no like reaction immediately. Reginald, I guess just quick question. These souls that are in the blood shards, are they like innocent souls or like
0: bad people? Uh, depends. Whoever put the souls in there, if they chose to put evil people on there, sure they're evil. If they chose to put innocent people on in there, sure they're innocent people. I mean morality is a great subject, you know. A he has a he has a pipe in his mouth now, and he has a college jacket on with uh, with elbow pads. He goes, morality is a concept by you mortals. I mean, what is really good? What is really evil? I mean, is life black and white or is there gray moral
3: ground? So you're saying Armos' one life is worth sending all of these innocent souls to a demiplane?
0: No, I'm saying he made an agreement with this guy to, you know, fuel the acrylic shard, which is in his book. I, I can't believe I'm explaining all this, Armos. Come on. I know. I know. This was not in
2: our terms of agreement. Minis is now dinking the blood shard on his book. <laughs> hey, stop that. Stop that. He has to <laughs> do it. Why isn't
1: this working, Armo? He has to do it. Oh, yeah. Here, let me show you. <laughs>
0: As Armos takes the shard and puts it <laughs> to the book, a horrible screams eternally vibrate through all three of your bodies as the souls uh go from the shard into the book as this terrible screech echoes through the three of you and Armos feels great as the shard evaporates into thin air. Drell looks at Minis and he
3: goes, "Yeah, you did that, Minis. Congratulations." and walks away.
2: <laughs> well, I guess I'm pretty powerful after all.
3: Yep. as he's walking away he goes yep you definitely just handed over poor souls to a demi plane congratulations
2: wait what (laughs) it could be evil morality is a concept Minus was like not paying attention to their conversations now like on the ground looking at his hands shaking (laughs) what have i done
1: i mean it could be
0: evil he looks at almost it could be evil
1: you know let me see let me see how i feel uh i feel pretty good i feel pretty good right now so as the
0: three of you converse, as you, as the hours, minutes and hours tick by, a bell jingles within the house.
2: <gasps> Places, everybody. Go, 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 go.
0: As the three of you are holding up in the living quarters, there is a silhouette of a person in the far corner of the room.
2: Thumbus immediately looks over and he goes, Oh, he's here. No, he's tied to a chair with his mouth. Uh, and there's a net above him
0: (laughs) and he's like freaking out as he's looking at the silhouette the silhouette walks closer and this elderly figure pulls down his hood thambis 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 what happened to you friend he licks his lips old henry reveals himself thombus Thumbbis, thombus we had a deal and bringing friends along was not a part of them thombus thombus Thumbus who do we have here and as he says here he transforms as his skin his flesh starts to become gray he becomes taller youthful and even his clothes disappear to this black leathery cloak it drips down he's standing about seven eight feet tall he matches drell's height he has sheath weapons on him long swords daggers axes he's equipped to the teeth His face doesn't have any defining features as they are smooth. He has no pupils in his eyes. The darkness around his eyes shift like a shadow. His hair is long and white and not put in any particular style. The transformation was seamless, almost like he does this every day. Thumbus goes, Thumbus, thumbus, thumbus. His voice gets very deep. Miss Thumbus, we had a deal, and those who go back on their deal face redemption." He draws a blade, and the <laughs> hilt of the blade shines a red shard. When he pulls out the sword, the sword is coated in black steel as the red gem illuminates etchings along the blade and he takes it out and he goes to stab thumbus
2: as i drop the net <laughs> on the ceiling yeah <laughs> <laughs> not out of not out of any sort of plan but out of like fear <laughs>
0: the net falls on top of this figure and he goes And he just kind of lets it stand there as this net just kind of drapes over his shoulders. It is not big enough to cover his entire
2: body. How big is he? He's like drill size. Is he large? Yes. Then the net does restrain him. Oh, interesting. What is the saving throw? What are the rules on that net? Uh, It depends on how you want to rule that. But it's
1: a surprise attack, right?
2: Yeah, because it's an improvised surprise attack is what it is so normally i would throw it and use dexterity right roll me yeah roll to hit with advantage uh would you believe it i got a gnat pumpkin did you really (laughs) yeah son of a bitch this figure
0: gets a net as it tangles up as he tries to draw his blade he goes "Thumbus, thumbus thumbus You've betrayed me for the last time, Thumbus, As he tries to release himself from the net. I'm going to need everyone to roll me initiative.
2: <laughs> Minus looks down at his hands, looks back up and he goes, oh, oh, guys, I did it. <laughs>
1: yeah, guys, everyone roll me initiative. We're all surprised. Uh, 17. 12. 12. At the top
0: of the round, Minus just drops this net onto onto this figure as a surprise attack. And he is caught as he's trying to break free on his turn. And he goes, your friends are going to get it. We're going to go ahead and start the initiative on initiative 17. Armos, what are you doing?
1: I'm going to Eldritch Blast him as best I can.
0: Go ahead and roll a hit with advantage as this figure is stuck in a net as he's trying to draw his sword in front of Thumbus.
1: Uh, 15. A 15 hits and the first one does 15 damage Ooh. and then the second bolt shortly after coming through get him almost get him Reginald's like amping you up. got a 23
0: that, that hits baby Woo. you fire off these double elgic blasts as he gets knocked back of 10 feet into the wall as he's trying to as he's still um
1: trying to get this net off him he is not knocked prone once he sees the first one hit he's gonna start a sprint over to cover behind a couch and before he even gets to the couch the second bolts off he lands that and he tucks and rolls and hits behind the couch
0: we're gonna move down to initiative 13 which is a shadowy figure he gets hit with the elgic blast goes as his back hits the wall and as he draws his blade he's gonna go ahead and make an attempt uh action to slash himself out of the net yeah ac 10 slashes through flawlessly and as he draws his blade as he cuts the net in half he shrugs his shoulders with a bonus action he's going to send his hand out forward and shoot a blast towards armos so you hit behind a couch which is going to be half cover you get plus two to your ac does a 13 hit
1: it doesn't anymore boom (laughs) the
2: bolt shoots right over the couch as you see it coming and duck and he goes lucky move probably ricochets off of his awesome helmet right <laughs>
1: <laughs> damn right
2: damn fucking right <laughs> you notice that the bolt
0: he shot at you was a red version of your eldrick blast son of
1: a bitch you, t- you t- took my move <laughs>
0: he then clenches his hands that he just shot the bolt out of as the energy that just left then reforms around his hand he ha- he has this red energy around him and that he surveys the room on his free action. He goes, it's either
2: the three of you leave here
0: or I leave here.
2: Oh, well, then that's obvious. It's going to be us.
0: It is not going to end the
2: way you think it's going to go to initiative
0: 12 Minus and Drell Drell, we'll start off with you, buddy. Yeah.
3: Okay. So since Thomas is right in front of me, I'm just going to toss him out of the way and uh, be like, look out, bud, I got this. <laughs> Marmalade. And then um I'm just gonna take an attack onto the uh shadow shadowy shadowy figure.
0: Sure. Roll a hit.
3: That is a 21 to hit. Ooh, that hits. And a bonus action. Uh can I say I bonus action went into a rage before I attacked? Sure. That works, right? Cool. Alright. Um, so since I'm raging. Well, I guess since I kind of just through Thumbus away I'm gonna try to just try to sl- just slash him straight in the chest because he's my height so I mean I'm not gonna try to I guess I'm just gonna try to hit him like center mass so it's 10 damage
0: as the axe connects to the shadowy figure uh he then it cuts through his armor as the frost uh shatters over his armor and he goes and he winces and goes ah looks like the real threat is right in front of me as he grips his blade tighter. Minus, your initiative.
2: Uh, uh, We got this, guys. Come on. I first uh, launch my javelin. I'm going to take the attack action and launch my javelin. Sure. For a 17 to hit. That hits. Which does uh, 12 points of piercing damage. And I'm going to use my second attack to launch a sling bullet at him for 23 to hit. Wow, yeah, that hits. Healing another 8 points of damage. And as I'm doing that, I'm I'm like, "Come on out here, boys. Get in on the action." <laughs> and my uh, <laughs> little swarm guys do an extra 4 points of damage. Sick as they the little sids run up and start to slap him, He's like, oh,
0: "Oh." And he's trying to like step on them as a reaction, but he can't <laughs> quite get them as they add extra force damage onto him
2: and then i'm just marking him as a favorite foe dealing an extra uh two points of damage as my favorite foe you really don't like this guy now exactly (laughs) you're
0: going down he goes i hope you try rolling to initiative 20 his red his red energy fueled hand grips the blade of his black steel sword as it ignites the shard and he goes Well, let's see how you deal with some real pressure. A few seconds pass and a loud bursting happens outside of the outside the window. It sounds like a fleshy pop. The screams start to fill the streets. All the Commoders begin to scream as you hear sounds of tearing flesh and undead groans. Something bursts through the window. A small ball that quickly turns and unravels itself as a human hand. Following its lead, all the other windows in the house start to crash as all these different limbs start crashing through the window and these legs start hopping in. These hands start crawling up the walls. There are rolling heads. You hear screams coming outside from the house and you hear this giant monstrous groan go... And you hear a terrible shriek. This classic 70s horror movie go.
2: It's the ogre,
0: and that is where we're gonna end this session.
1: Not the ogre. <laughs>
0: the ogre.
1: Oh, the one with all the hands in it. Uh... Ogre, I hardly know her. Okay. <laughs> nice. uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh-huh.
3: Where have we, we seen know this that yeah. before? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, have, we, have we seen something like this?
0: <laughs> yeah, so that is the end of this session. Boyos, you have learned quite a bit of information. So much. Quite the lore dump. And a little bit of action sprinkled on top of there, too. You are facing quite the foe. You have learned that Treyish is. Quite possibly, confidently on your side. You were handed some weird items. There's conspiracy going on in this city, and perhaps Leslie was even right. Fellas, we got a lot to talk about in the after show.
3: You know, I'm just really glad we made it out of that alive uh that whole <laughs> day and we finally got a rest. I was I was very I was very hurt. I have spell slots again. Yay. Uh, I think it would have
0: been a lot worse if Minister did Home Alone the house.
2: <laughs> I have to say. <laughs> Thank goodness. I didn't think that was going to work as well as it did, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm happy to use this
0: guy. Um, lots planned with this one.
1: He's got Eldric Blast. Fuck this guy.
0: Yeah. And now you have hands flying in through the windows. Can't so, wait.
2: Mm, I, you can't wait. <laughs> Only the best Eldric Blast will survive. Mm-hmm. You
0: got a lot to to theorize on. If you want to theorize, go ahead and head over to our Discord. We have a whole channel filled
2: with people theorizing on what's coming out, what monsters they may or may not be fighting, or who the villains may or may not be. Well, I mean, if you want to hear us talk about our own theories, uh, Patreon, Patreon. (laughs) patreon.com slash dnd404. Uh, That's patreon.com slash dnd404. And we always do an after show on there. Uh, where we talk about what happened in the episode we
1: just shot, you know? So <laughs> yeah. go there. Along with other bonus content. Make sure to check us out on Twitter at d Pod 404. Yeah. And if you guys want, give us a shout out on Twitter. Tell us if you like what we're doing, need us to change something, just anything. You know what? Hit us with some uh, dice rolls. We'll make up something. Oh,
2: yeah. <laughs> Actually, yeah, that's an awesome idea.
3: Ooh it's quite interesting
0: alec what do you got for us baby
3: and we keep saying this but we are yeah, we are trying to uh we are trying to do something soon in the discord like interactive with people so we just we're still brainstorming
0: yeah i'm cooking up encounters to just be like yo i'm gonna run a boss encounter for whatever reason and just have people in the discord just fight random monsters and guys as always Please share the show. Please tell your friends, tell your mama, and rate the show, please. The rating of the show is really helping us out. And for the plethora of new people joining in, welcome. We hope you're enjoying the show. And we love you and appreciate the support. And we'll catch you next week. Say bye, everybody. See you. Later. Toodaloo, motherfuckers. Mine. It's time to shout out our lovely Patreon supporters, starting with the Cidget College Alumni. First up, we have Ulrich Shieldusk representing the three Ds dangerous, dedicated, and dapper. When Ulrich forges a suit of armor, it's like watching Couturier Luca Mosca himself tailor John Wick's suit. Practical and fashionable. Our newest college alumni is Alara Dawnstar. Do you hear that? No? That's because monks of the Astral Cranes of the Ivory Copper Mountains don't make sounds when they strike. Legends say when Alara is done working out, the gym takes a break. They also say that Alara can do a push-up in a sit up position. Oh, you feel that breeze? That's just Alara practicing her kicks three miles away. Moving on to Bray is Heroes. First up, we have Pascal Elliott, AKA Charcoal Darts. She is the wild magic artist of D&D 404. She recently just started messing around with conceptual art, actually, and put a banana on a wall, which sold to a gorilla for many rubles. Next up, we have Man with Glass with a five-star wanted level, as it is confirmed that Man with Glass has been stealing all the alchemist beakers in Humbrea. His master plan is to crush the competition and seize a monopoly in the alchemy market. Do you know Artemis? Of course you do. Artemis is the best bouncer in all of Humira, who was just recently hired at a famous club in the city of Aramore, upholding its strict rules and dress code. His signature phrase when he's working is, no shirt, no shoes, then no kneecaps. Joshua Weaver, famous bag maker, had given me a gift. Recently, he weaved me a nice carpet. Unlucky for me, it was magical, and now it won't stop talking to me. Luckily, one day, we dig into a fight and the rug left, claiming he was tired of being walked all over. Last is Alex Dredd. So badass, his theme song is just a bunch of gunshots firing into the wind. Fun fact, they like to work out legs eight times a week. Favorite activity? Boxing bugbears. And his favorite food is justice. Double portion. Thanks for listening, everybody. And if you want to be shouted out at the end of each episode, go ahead and click that Patreon link down below.